Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 and Sticks with Bax and Nagel with Marty Caproni in Rock 102. Filling in all week. You and me, buddy. That's it. Oh, we could cause problems. Back on the horse again. Uh, it's going to be uh, rainy today. Showers this morning and then steady rain by this afternoon with a high of 62. And then for tomorrow, mostly cloudy and a high of 57. It's already 57 now. And it's going to stay that way all morning long. So there you have it. All right. Well, Happy Patriots Day to you. It, oh, it's Patriots Day. Yeah. I didn't even, thank you. It's one of those uh, BS holidays we have here in Massachusetts and nowhere else. You and I should be running on a marathon. <laughs> That'd be good. I'd, I'd tune in for that. Just, I'll carry you 10 feet. Yeah. You carry me for five. If there's any cardiologists listening that think they want to <laughs> tell us if that's a good idea or a bad idea. We'll be talking to uh, Scott Cohen later on today. He's going to be in Boston. Scott is. Uh, hanging around the marathon. So. Oh, wow. Cool. So that'll be, uh, that'll be coming up after 7 o'clock today. Well, good luck to all those that are running today. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 556. And Fleetwood Mac with Bax and Nagel with Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Uh, Steve is going to be off all week. He's, uh, he's taking his kids, uh, you know, come and spend some good family time together. And uh, Marty is going to be sitting in all week long. I'm the beneficiary of Steve's uh, wanting to be a good dad, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to be here, Bax. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, the last time was a good time, and I'm sure this week will be no different. Uh, we'll see about that. There's plenty of plenty of time to mess things up. <laughs> Screw it up. <laughs> Cut to later on where I'm standing in the general manager's office. <laughs> you said what? <laughs> you said what about whom? And, and they had attorneys? Yeah, no. The last uh, time you were here was a lot of fun. And, you know, yeah. like I said uh, you know, back then, we don't get a chance to really hang out very much. No. So uh, when it happens, it's always like, oh. Fantastic! It's fun. Yeah. Uh, everyone keeps asking me. They're like, "Oh, well, I'm a sheer delight." That's uh, everyone really asks. That's the question oh. they always ask. I always tell them. I say, "You guys, it's fun. It's like going to work with your friends and just hanging out." And there happens to be a couple of microphones, which is nice. Um, I'm still adjusting to the hours uh, <laughs> well, and the drive. That's and you'll be grateful that it's only one week. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, it's nice. I'll tell you. Every time that I've filled in, I. Uh, I nothing beats that first Monday back of just leaving the station, going home, and sleeping for three or four hours straight. I've <laughs> been doing this for over thirty years. I still do that. Yeah, it's like when is this end? We're gonna end. We have all kinds of stuff coming up this week. Uh, uh, Scott Cohen is live from the Boston Marathon. We'll be talking to him after seven o'clock, and then uh, tomorrow, Steve Weissman from Scamicide.com. So a lot of things going on this week. I'm looking forward to it. All right, well, uh, it's 5.58 with Bax and Now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, with Scott's four-step, four easy steps to an awesome lawn. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Man, what a day for the city of Boston. On one hand, you got the Boston Marathon. Then at 11, you got the last place Boston Red Sox looking to sweep the Angels for their fourth win in a row. And then, after all of that is finally over with, you got the Bruins hosting the Florida Panthers in game one of the NHL playoffs. Now, I don't know what any of you are doing, but it is my plan to surround myself with an appropriate array of delicious snacks and to not leave the house until tomorrow morning. I don't want to be interrupted by your phone calls. I don't want anyone coming to the house. I didn't want anybody knocking on the door looking to sell me solar panels. I don't want anybody asking me if I've accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. I simply want to be left alone and allowed to watch hours of thrilling sports coverage for the remainder of the day. Would that really be asking too much? Oh, sure. It's a lofty commitment. But it is my belief 
that a day like today should only be interrupted by intermittent bathroom breaks and to refill my drink. Other than that, I won't be responding to your emails, your text messages, your DMs, your memes, your Instagram posts. No, not in a day like today, because it is about the marathon, the Red Sox, and the Bruins, and nothing else. Thank goodness the Celtics don't play again until tomorrow night, because I'm not sure that I am physically or psychologically equipped to cram in just one more thing. Not without pulling another TV into the living room, and even that would take it too much time. So listen to me now. If you're expecting me to post stuff on the social media, such as interesting selfies or clever ideas about whatever the hell else is going on in the world, you are barking up the wrong tree, sister, because I got other plans and they don't involve you. But hey, and if I'm I yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Four steps to a healthy lawn. Scott's four steps. Get Scott's fourth step now at Rocky's only 100 bucks with your Ace Rewards card. No rebate nonsense. It's time for step one already, so zip on over to your nearest Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 610 in Guns and Roses with Bax and Nagel with Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Uh, it's going to be uh, kind of a crappy day today. It's going to be rainy, a uh, chance of steady rain by this afternoon with a high of 62. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy and a high of 57 is where we're at right now on Rock 102. Sounds delightful. Yeah, it does sound good, doesn't <laughs> crappy it? Crappy day. Yeah, no kidding. So, uh, happy uh, Patriots Day. I don't know how you celebrate uh, f- for you. I know that... Uh, Usually the way I celebrated this morning, I go, it's Patriots Day? <laughs> <laughs> that's now? Oh, yeah, that's right. Wait a minute. Is today the day we pay taxes, or is that tomorrow? Yeah, trying to figure it out. the the uh, The marathon never been high on my list of uh, of uh, of things to keep track of. Although I do have a couple of friends that ran in it a few years, and that's I would go quote unquote support them, which just basically means you go and get really drunk in a bar waiting for them to cross the finish line. I, I've never uh, I've never participated in the uh, the Boston Marathon. You may find this hard to believe, I'm but shocked. I have found uh, that by backing out every year following my extensive training it, it gives <laughs> it gives kenyans and ethiopians a better it's, shot yeah i was gonna say it's a nice thing to do for global relations <laughs> that's, for the exact, kenyans. that's what i'm all about marty it's what i'm about try to take it easy on these poor kenyans it's, you know it's the brotherhood of man I'm, if i do something nice for them maybe someday you know you go to kenya good, yeah you know, and they'll right. treat you right hey are you the guy that allowed me to win the boston marathon well yes i am i think if either of us went to kenya they would just make us a king immediately they'd be like those guys that they're definitely bigger guys so they have to be wealthy <laughs> we have never seen anything so large in our life a belly is a status symbol over there so yeah but i know but i know people that that run in it every year and yep. uh i cannot for the life of me My- imagine running that i i I actually know a few people that run the super marathons sure yeah all the ultras i do too 100 100 milers i mean i don't like driving 100 miles never mind running it my buddy sean wandry that's what he does those uh ultra marathons they run 50 and then i think there's one that's 100 miles yeah so when he run ran the boston i went out to see my friends uh kim and mike o'neill i don't do you know do you know mike he's a golf pro in chickabee country club great yeah great maybe team. yeah so they run the marathon multiple times so i would go out to see them and uh sean happened to be running too he would finish you know here my my friends they trained all year they're trying to be sub four hours you know they like really and they did they did great but Sean runs the thing in like I don't know some crazy number, it was three hours or less. Who knows? I don't know. Whatever. I, obviously, I'm not a marathon guy, so I don't know. 
So he he's running. I'm watching him cross the finish line, drinking a beer. And it, you know when people hand out waters, he's crushing yeah. beers the whole way. He's, he crushed like five or six beers while he's running. I go, how do you do that? He's like, oh, this is like a tune-up for me. He's like, I usually run the fifty miles and the and the hundred miles and all, all those things. Those those people are <laughs> cut from a different cloth, you know. I uh, I know a guy, uh, this buddy of mine, Scott, and uh, he is for a while he had like the highest speeds of hundred mile races Jeez. for anyone over the age of sixty. And this, what is that? One guy who competes? No, <laughs> over no. 60? It was a bunch of them. He would there. There were a bunch of sixty and older oh guys God. that would do this thing called like it's like a, like a it was like the Grand Slam of hundred mile. They lay oh. around these four hundred mile races oh. around the country, and he had the fastest time of anybody over the age of sixty. But he said, you know, there were oh there were guys who were running this. It was a uh, one guy who was like 85. eighty five, and still running these hundred mile. Oh, you know, races God. like what are you running from death are you do you think the i think you're, I think you're running towards death <laughs> yeah pretty much hey listen at the end of this death will be waiting for yeah. you who see to me you're you're 60s and above i think you're supposed to enjoy your life and i maybe it's just me but i don't find anything enjoyable about running that his, 100 miles his explanation to me is that once you get to a certain point yeah uh, the the adrenaline in your body, the endorphins, completely sure. take over. So it's like, it's like you're high. It's like you don't even have yeah. consciousness. You're just you're just running, and you feel this euphoria. Now I have never felt an endorphin in my life. I wouldn't be able <laughs> to an identify an, an endorphin. If you beat me in the face with it, I'm not sure I could take. Yeah. Hey, slow down with the endorphin. I could never do that. I mean, on some level, I would think, why wouldn't you just get high? It's easier. You live in Massachusetts. Why don't you just go down to the dispensary? I, well, because of the time. Get yourself a gummy bear and yeah. sit on your couch like a gentleman. At, at the time, there were no dispensaries oh, when he was okay, just 60. Enough. But yeah. but ne but even still, it's like I, I would never put myself in a position to get to that point. Well, I haven't cleared this through legal yet. But, uh, you know, if you're wondering that you want to get your grandpa feeling those endorphins. Why don't you just take them to a haunted house? <laughs> you know where they jump out with a chainsaw or whatever? Be like, there it is. Yeah, Same there you endorphins. Go. <laughs> See that? I saved you 99.9 .9 miles of running in misery. And I didn't have to put you in an ambulance <laughs> to do it. Yeah. That that's see that stuff's crazy to me that that whole thing I and I'll tell you I stopped going as everyone remembers obviously uh, you know what happened to, to, with the bombings and stuff I stopped which going. is by the way ten years ago uh, today. today yeah yeah and I remember it like it was yesterday I stopped going that was the year that I stopped going to the to the finish line yeah and uh, and then all, all hell you know obviously broke loose or whatever um, I've never been back. And I, I'd like to say it's for Homeland Security concerns, but it's not. It's just because I can't be around that many motivated people without being annoyed. You know, I think, you know, between you know that and the pandemic and some of oh. the other things that we've seen over the years. Did they run it during the pandemic? Um, yeah. No, they did. With the masks on and everything or no? I believe they did. Oh, how stupid is that? But I think with all those. Okay, but I think with all those things that have gone on over the over the last 10 yeah. 15 years the idea of being in big crowds of any kind it's really hard for some people yeah like for example uh like the big e i, I haven't been to the big e since the pandemic it has nothing to do with the pandemic it's just like i'm, I, I'm like yeah i'm not sure i want to be around all those people i'm pretty sure the next pandemic is going to come from the big e you know 
<laughs> yeah, high, be, high cholesterol. You remember the, the, the Chinese wet market was a theory? They're going to be like the uh, the West Springfield cream puff uh, eclair uh, based virus. Yeah, but what? But what a way to go! Though. What a, a super. <laughs> I love the Big E. I mean, I I, uh, I I tried to go, you know, almost every year. But you're, I've only been once since the pandemic ended, and I was like, no, nah, I don't know if I'm missing that much, you know. <laughs> well, then, but then you know they had like record attendance last year. Yeah, well, so everybody. So I think you and I are on an island on that pe- one. Yeah, well, people are stir crazy at that point to get out of the house. It was the same thing with comedy. Our shows blew up, uh, you know, after the pandemic. The amount of people that came out for like six months, we we're all like, "This is going to be great. We're all going to finally make some money." And then uh, everyone was like, "Oh yeah, there's other stuff we can do besides watch comedy." <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can go to a Red Sox game again. All right, never mind. Yeah, then you have some people say, "I really preferred this when it was on Zoom." Yeah. <laughs> oh god, the worst. I did those shows. Those are the worst. Look like uh, Family Feud or uh, not Family Feud. Uh, what's that? Hollywood Squares, where you're all in little blocks. <laughs> Yeah, crowd work was difficult. Hey, where are you from? Well, right now I'm in my basement. I the the funniest thing. Have you had Christine Blinn in at all? Uh, no. Very funny Western Mass. She hasn't been doing uh, comedy lately, but um, I had a Zoom show during the pandemic, and her father was on the Zoom. Great guy. He forgot that he was in like boxers or something like that, but they were uh, they were malfunctioning as uh, they use for Janet Jackson. Really? And he got up at one point to get another beer. <laughs> And everybody on the Zoom was treated to a oh, lovely show. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, show that's, that's showmanship. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. Yeah. I, that was the easiest Zoom show I ever had. I had 30 <laughs> minutes of just making a, a old guy in boxer jokes, you know? I mean, it, it's when those uh, when the Zoom calls are first starting oh, off and, and you heard all these great stories of yeah. people kind of forgetting <laughs> that they were on, for, you know, like like Jeffrey Tubin. It's like, oh my god, yeah. When that guy was on a Zoom, so, <laughs> dude, you gotta, you gotta, you, you gotta keep your your picture on there so you know what you're doing. Uh, did you ever do a Zoom call where you had to wear like a shirt and tie, but then just put no pants on, like under Winnie the Pooh? No, under um, no circumstances. I, I did have to that. do that. I, did, <laughs> I had to do that. During the uh, during the pandemic, I forget what it was for. I think it might have been a corporate gig or something. And I totally was like, no one needs to know that I'm not wearing pants right now. <laughs> I just put on the shirt like Winnie the Pooh, the shirt and the tie. And then I thought to myself, how many other people are doing the same thing? Well, right now for a, for a while when when uh, when schools were remote, yeah. So my wife is a teacher, oh, so yeah, she so. was she was teaching from from Zooms, <laughs> and so you know I I come home from work and you know she's teaching until you know the end of the day and you know i'd sit there and do my work and and, and be annoyed no actually i wasn't annoyed <laughs> i think she was more annoyed with me because you know I, I i you know the dog would get you know yeah riled up and i'd have to go take the dog out and it's like she's telling all the kids well that's mr baxendale you know with the dog and <laughs> yeah you know, and so but i think i i probably learned more uh more high school science than i've uh, ever ever your, learned ever. life oh yeah i could i could have passed any of those tests you ready to take chemistry again just for the <laughs> well yeah well yeah she's a she's a special ed teacher so uh, i well, right, I, right I, up my alley <laughs> i may not have made the, the the head of the class but i think i could have held you're, my own you were in the you were in the middle yeah. <laughs> he's in the middle of the group <laughs> <laughs> Felt like a scholar. Yeah, but, but as I'm listening to this and, and and listening to her teach and you know trying to keep you know everybody focused. Yeah, on on a on a Zoom classroom. Sure, it's like I, I, I can't even imagine from the from the student side of of watching this and trying to and trying to learn anything. The kids are so distracted now too to get them to sit 
for anything is a is yeah a major achievement to get them to sit in their home where they have all these other options and the smartphone and the laptop and, and all the, the other people because if they had brothers and sisters they're home too right so it's like you know they're their their classrooms are being distracted. They, right. you know, they're distracted by everything. It's it's way too much. Well, that was the joke I said. I said during the pandemic, you could tell like that first month, all the parents were like, "I just love being part of the educational process." You know, I really don't understand why these teachers <laughs> talked away. By like month three, they were like, "We are raising an a hole." <laughs> I'll send this kid back to the most dangerous. I'll send him to school in Wuhan <laughs> if it gets him out of the house. You know, I did not realize how much the teachers were right about my child. Yes, yeah, did not. It I, changes. I always thought not my angel, but then yeah. then I see my kids in that uh, situation. Like, oh yeah, it, cha- it changes real fast when you spend the bulk of the day with the kid as opposed to the two hours when they come home. It's the truth, you know. It, it's uh, 622 with Max and Nagel with Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 630 in the Who with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102 with Marty Caproni filling in for Steve, who's going to be uh, off for the remainder of the week. So it's good to have you here because uh, the last time uh, you were here filling in for Steve, uh, a lot of people said, hey, you know what? That was pretty good. Why don't we get him back? All right, well, that makes me uh, makes me happy. Yeah, well, you know, I'm, yeah. Just, I'm just saying, you know, you did a, a fine job of filling in. Thank you. They're, you big, they're big, giant shoes to fill. I only got one or two complaints, and they were usually of the oddest nature. One of them was a bunch of people who passionately did not agree with me on my uh, – my opinion on barbecue, uh, one of those things that you don't realize <laughs> when you're on the radio that that's a brave stance. But <laughs> Make sure that guy is never on the radio yeah. again. Totally wrong about the barbecue. They didn't agree with me about BTs and Sturbridge, so they got really upset with it. Uh, so I learned that lesson. <laughs> I learned that lesson last time I was on. We have news coming up next to Rock 102. This It's uh, 633 <laughs> with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Uh, It's time for news, and it is brought to you by absolutely nobody because today happens to be Patriots Day in Massachusetts. Formalize the legal holiday or a special observant day in six states, including Connecticut, Maine, Florida, North Dakota, and Wisconsin, commemorating the battles of Lexington, Concord, and Monotomy, I think. Some of the first battles of the American Revolution. Now, uh, Connecticut, Maine, I think Florida, they were fighting in that, but North Dakota and Wisconsin... They sat it out. They sat that one out. <laughs> they were not. In, they were they're not, not involved. Yeah. yeah, they're they're just looking for the day off. Yeah, if you're from North Dakota and you're running the marathon today, we wish you the worst. No. Yes. <laughs> uh, of course, the day uh, is uh, you know celebrated with battle reenactments and the 127th running of the Boston Marathon. Speaking of which, today is the 10th anniversary of the 2013 bombing of the uh, the Boston Marathon. But the race begins today at 9:37, and we'll be talking to Scott Cohen. Uh, from Boston Live today. Well, that's a that's a treat. Yeah, Scott. Uh, Scott's always interesting. Now, when you say it's a treat, are you saying because he's in Boston or just because it's Scott Cohen? It's a treat because he's not here. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's a, yeah, that's right. I'm just kidding, Scott. Please don't. He's going to get angry face. With that's, it's quite all right. <laughs> Springfield Thunderbirds. I know there's another sports story, but the Springfield Thunderbirds are getting set to host the Hartford Wolfpack Wednesday night for the opening round of the Calder Cup playoffs. Oh. Uh, Springfield will have home ice advantage during the best of three series. Faceoff is Wednesday at 705 with game two slated for Friday in Hartford and Nate Costa will join us on Wednesday. I like uh, that to, guy. Oh, Nate's the best. So we'll be uh, talking to him 
on uh, on Wednesday. But you know, it's kind of it's kind of uh, it's kind of cool. You know, last year they they they're in the Calder Cup Finals. This year they they made it. They're in the playoffs, and it all begins this week. Back in it, I uh, I like the fact that we're going up against Hartford. It's a little uh, up and down ninety one uh, series there. That's yeah. uh, that's interesting. You, you could know. theoretically go to all three games. You could, you could, provided they need three games. You could be a victim of violent crime in two different cities. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's uh, it's not final, but the developers replacing the Eastfield Mall with a new shopping center said there is a high probability he will bring in a Chick-fil-A, potentially an Old Navy, a Burlington Coat Factory, and a PetSmart. Uh, Anton uh, Melkondia uh, from Onyx Partners Limited said, uh, other than that, we've had dialogues, we are working with tenants, we have talked to all of the national tenants and relationships we have with more than 300 potential businesses going into that location so uh what they're doing uh the estimate is somewhere between 65 to 85 million dollars the construction is going to take about two years to basically tear down a shopping mall and so they can replace it with a shopping mall (laughs) another shopping mall that's right one that's not indoors so just going even farther back in time now am i it's i'm trying very hard to recall the last time i was in the Eastfield Mall, beyond the uh, the ordering counter at Mykonos, uh, <laughs> to go to frequently, isn't there already an Old Navy in there? Uh, you know, I don't know if there is, uh, because the only time I've been there in the last ten years was uh, during the pandemic, during COVID. Yes. Um, so I'm really upset about our next pandemic. Because we're not going to be able to all go to a parking lot with a Chick-fil-A. Because I have a Chick-fil-A in Chicopee, and I can't get through the parking lot. For I'm, I'm happy they're going to put a Chick-fil-A in, not because I want to go to that one, just so it takes some of the pressure <laughs> off the one in Chicopee. <laughs> Four lines at a drive-thru, these people, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, I, I have no problem with a, with a Chick-fil-A, but I don't understand the mania that, that justifies a line that's 40 cars deep. Well, listen, I mean, one look at me, you can tell I have no problem with Chick-fil-A as well. No, I get it. But you know, I will say this: um, I have uh, members of my family that are that are gay, and they they said to me, "Listen, uh, you shouldn't be uh, supporting Chick Fil A because they run concerts." So I said to them, "It's fine. Uh, if I eat there, I will donate uh, back to a LGBT cause uh, the amount of money that I spend at Chick Fil A." And uh, that lasted about one week, and then I <laughs> called them up and I said, "Listen." I don't know what it is, but this stuff is delicious, and uh, <laughs> I don't have the kind of money to make these donations. So I can't. You're just going to have to take <laughs> my word for it. Gonna, I'm no longer tracking the development. I'm on your side, but my <laughs> stomach is not. Uh, <laughs> have you tried one of these shakes? They're amazing. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Yesterday we were driving on uh, on the Pike. Yeah, uh, you know, home. We were out to uh, out east, and and we're driving on the Pike, and there's there's un- unsolvable traffic yep. in Auburn. Like there were like three. Oh, always, yes. But this was wor- worse than usual. Oh. Usually, you don't see the backup until you're like right on that Sturbridge exit. Yes, yeah. So this was you know before the Auburn Mall, and it was at a standstill. Oh, uh, that's where you get off. You got to take Route 20. Well, so there, and that's exactly what we did yep. because uh, there were three accidents. <sighs> up, you know, up ahead. So we get off. Uh, we get off the highway because one, we have to, you know. We have to use the bathroom. Sure, yeah, I'm a yeah, I'm a fifty-six yeah. year old man. I got I got a peanut bladder over here. I mean, yeah. every fifteen minutes, I'm like, you know, it's time to go. So we uh, we we pull over, 
uh, to a place, and uh, it was an Arby's. Okay. So we're, you know, we, we it's kind of like, you know, 1.30 in the afternoon. We haven't really eaten lunch. And uh, we go to the bathroom, and uh, we say, whew, should we take our chances and eat at an Arby's? Now, I've got to give you the answer to this. I got to well, <laughs> hold on. I'm building something here. I got to tell you, everything that you have been told about eating at an Arby's is is absolutely true. Hundred <laughs> percent accurate. Nothing about that was a lie. No, everything you've heard is pretty much on spot. How many more bathrooms did you need on the ride home? From the Arby's. I was I was able to hold it until we got back to Hamden, but that was another hour and fifteen minutes <laughs> left to go. But boy, oh boy, that was like, hmm, that could not possibly have been worth the twenty nine dollars I spent. You're like, you guys have the meats. I have the dysentery. <laughs> <laughs> you have the meats. I have what's left. And it's not sticking with me for very long. I always said that about uh, Olive Garden, because uh, every time I'd eat there, something in it would disagree with me. But I, <laughs> I, I loved it, but I think it's like my inner Italian. I have some gene that does not work yeah. with it. And I was, they said, when you're here, your family, they treat you like family. I was like, never have I eaten at my family's house and gone home and had uh, <laughs> had to be on the <laughs> toilet for eight hours in a row. I've never, my family's well, never. <laughs> my, never uh, in the last uh, several thousand years of grand Italian culture has, has anyone ever said, you know what, keep these breadsticks coming yeah. and don't stop. <laughs> Even when I don't want them, like just keep bringing them. They are delicious, though. They, they really- are. They are delicious. <laughs> they are delicious. Uh, this came out late last week, but it's uh, it's certainly worth bringing up. The search for an East Hampton school superintendent is back to square one. Oh, boy. After the most recent candidate withdrew her offer. According to Allison LeClaire, the current superintendent of schools, the school committee extended an offer to Dr. Erica uh, Vaginsky-Stark on Monday of last week after contract negotiations failed with Dr. Vito Perone, who was in the studio with his attorney on Friday yeah. right here on Rock 102. Uh, but, of course, that job offer was rescinded when he addressed two committee members as late <gasps> in an email. Uh, there is no word on why Faginsky uh, Stark withdrew her offer. I'm going to guess she didn't want to work with those ladies. <laughs> uh, I, w- I would agree with you. I think uh, seeing that, having, I think when you reach a Ph.D. level... You yep. have a lower tolerancy for uh, BS in your next job, right? Yeah, you think so. But, you know, when we had uh, Dr. Perone here on Friday, I asked him, one of the last yeah. questions I asked him, I said, given what you know now, if there were some sort of, and this is before we knew she was going to back out, if you knew that, uh, that there's a chance that you might be reinvited to take that job, would you take it? And his his answer was like, listen, I'm there to work for the kids. I'm not there to work for the school committee. The answer would be yes, I would take it. I would love to have that job. And I said, even with those people, even with the ladies who are running those things, yes, absolutely. Guy came off really good. Well, and then on commercial break, he was like, look, if these broads apologize to me. <laughs> Listen, my name is Vito Perone. <laughs> hey, these two dingbats over there. <laughs> They'll give me that job. I'll make them an offer they cannot refuse. 
Yeah, I, I, you know what? Good for that. Good for that. Uh, can I say, lady? Good for that yeah. lady. Yeah. For uh, for withdrawing because she probably saved herself a whole lot of headache and heartache. And if East Hampton was smart, what they would do? If you lived in East Hampton and you pay taxes, you'd probably be, I'm guessing, rooting for them to go ahead and rehire the guy from West Springfield so that they save themselves a very complicated lawsuit um, that should, by all rights, cost them a lot of money. Well, you know, the, the attorney was here on Friday. Right. And, you know, one of the things that seemed kind of clear to me is if I... If I'm an employer, okay, yep. doesn't matter, uh, you know, what kind of employer. Let's just say I'm a boss of anything, and I offer you a job, okay, and we talk about how much I'm going to pay you, right? And you say I would accept that. What you have just created is a contract, a verbal contract, correct, which is enforceable in Massachusetts, correct. They did the same exact thing, but then took it away without proper cause. So, in a, in, in my legal opinion, and uh, you, the only legal education I have is what I've learned on Matlock <laughs> and maybe Night Court. Great, great, great. Uh, then I, I, you know, to me, that case is a real easy one to win. Yeah, well, it, as it should be, right? Because not only have you taken away this guy's job, but now you've also caused some sort of damage to his name because. You know, we live in an era of Google, so now when people search this guy's uh, name for a candidate and they see some sort of controversy, they might say, well, yeah. we don't want to take the risk to hire this guy because there was controversy in another district or whatever. So he really does have, in my very uh, – now, to, to be fair, I do have a minor in legal studies really? from the great – it was Franklin Pierce College. Now it's Franklin Pierce University. So I think that makes me an expert now. Pretty much, uh, yeah, yeah. You're right. You, you, you knew a law student. It, it was summer camp, basically, by a lake. Uh, but I, <laughs> I do think at this point you've also created, you know, some some monetary damages outside of just the contract. So it would be prudent if I was them to hire the guy, especially if after all that this guy came in here and was nice enough to keep focus on what it's about, which is the kids. As well, it should be. you know, and you can listen to the the interview. It's been isolated mm -hmm. uh, in, in its entirety on uh, on the podcast. So you can go to Apple Podcast yep. and you know you know all the other places you go for podcast, and it's right there. And if you listen to it, you hear the guy you know, being you're know, very upfront, very uh, you know very uh, open to talk about uh, about this and and about the job and and about exactly what happened. And you know, I mean, it, it, anyone who heard that interview is like. I, I, you know, I would love to hire that guy. I would hire that guy for anything. Credit to you and Steve, because if I had been in the studio, I would have played a game where I tried to get him to say the word lady. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. But he's, dude, dude's too classy for that. So I don't know what's going to go on. But, uh, you know, if I'm living in East Hampton, I've said this before, I would be furious yeah. about this because your school department is a quality of life issue. Sure. In your town, it's not just—it's not just about the education of the uh, of the kids. If you don't have kids in the school department, it's a quality of life thing. Nobody right. wants to move into a town which has a questionable school system, and you know that may be money out of your pocket if you think about it that way. So, to me, these uh, these people of the school committee, especially the uh, the chairperson involved yeah. who made this decision, uh, I'd be looking over your shoulder because. You know, there's going to be someone who's going to want to run against you. Well, we and we live in a weird world now where we're putting all of 
the emphasis on this, like, I want to say it's almost like virtue signaling, like this, yeah. everyone. And the kids are really, you know, the inmates are running the asylum. The kids are running stuff now. They're talking about teachers. You can get fired or suspended as a teacher if you dress a kid by the wrong pronoun. Right? It's true. So I think back to my days in school. I was a little bit of a class clown. And uh, if I had that power to get a teacher fired, I'd change my pronoun every day. I'd come in the other the next day and I, they'd be like, uh, "Sir, could you?" And I'd be, like, "Excuse me, what did you just say? My pronoun today is." Bah! I just make up a noise. <laughs> and then, what's and, your pronoun? It's still such and many. Yeah, and I would say, uh, "Enjoy your vacation," because you're going to be suspended. I, I, I would identify with impersonal right. pronouns all day long. I, I have this whole thing that I've been talking about. I had someone uh, at my show this weekend that came up to me and told me that uh, they teach in a at a town in Connecticut. And they are currently putting litter boxes in their restrooms for the kids who identify as cats or dogs first. They're putting litter boxes in. That's a real well, thing. Well, going to happen. I, if I'm a janitor. Well, and, <laughs> and I, I said. And I got to change the box. This is, I, I'm going to ask for a raise. Isn't there a health code? Like, I think there anymore? is. I don't know. <laughs> but I said to myself. <laughs> You've got a scratching post in phys ed. Then you yeah. got issues. And I said to myself, there's two places on the planet that I never want to have to go number two again. On an airplane. As a as a comedian who flies a lot for this job, yep. I manage my diet two days before I get on a plane. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I eat yep. like very sparingly. I I am more worried about uh, having to go on a on an airplane than I am about somebody in the airplane being a terrorist. <laughs> to the point that if someone did jump up and I had to go to the bathroom, I'm like thank God, yeah, well, it's, it's <laughs> more God dangerous. This is solved, um, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, and then the other one was in a high school, and I said, "Can you imagine just the one time you have to go to the bathroom in the high school, and you're just sitting on the toilet, and then just litter starts flying in underneath because the kid next to you is scratching with his foot, you know?" <laughs> but that's the world we live in, you know. Unbelievable! It's uh, going to be uh, showers today, rain, rain this afternoon, a high of 62. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy and a high of 57. It's 57 degrees right now. And that's news on Rock 102. Everyone has a project they want to finish. Sometimes it's a dream home improvement, and sometimes it's a necessity. Rock 102. Wa- rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 656 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni filling in for uh, for Steve all week long. Happy to be here. Uh, Scott Cohen will be joining us in just a few minutes. And uh, showers today uh, with the rain being a little bit more steady by the afternoon, a high of 62 tonight, cloudy, lower 45 and for tomorrow, mostly cloudy and a high of 57. A real, real quick. Uh, if you miss any part of uh, today's show or any backs and Nagel show, check out the daily podcast. It's available on Apple podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google podcast, and a rock one Oh two.com Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest is John Linnell from they might be giants. Oh, wow. Yeah. You'll be able to uh, hear that on all those platforms too. It's going to talk about the, all kinds of things. Actually, a really good interview, and you'll be able to hear that starting today on rock102.com. Build a little birdhouse in your soul. That's right. In uh, fact, they're they're touring uh, this month and playing the entire album that that song is on, Flood. In oh, entirety. really? Yeah. They've been, do- they've been do- they, that was their plan before the pandemic, and the pandemic kind of blew things up. Now they're back on tour, and they're doing it. I so. would go see that. I yeah. Think I, would, I, I think I would go see them. That would be awesome. You know? So- be well, sure to check that out. Well, I had a question. I don't know if we have time to talk about it. Sure. Real quick. Uh, it's not even a question. More over like uh, just cheering for them because I'm sure they're gassing up right now. But uh, I just read that the uh, the boys from the 104th Fighter Wing in uh, Westfield are doing the flyover for the Boston Marathon today. That's cool. 
And I think that's awesome. And I was telling you, Bax, that one of my bucket list items in my life is to fly in one of those planes. Now, albeit uh, I made that bucket list when I was about 40 pounds lighter than I am right now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they could still get you off the ground. I mean, I don't know if they could. I may, Maybe if they'd have to take one of the spare fuel tanks off the plane to compensate for the weight. But in my head, it seems like it would be a good idea. But then I realized in reality when I watched those uh, ride-alongs, you see the face like suck back. Mm -hmm. And I have a lot of face. You know what I mean? There's a lot of <laughs> face on here, a lot of fat. And then I just don't know if it'll permanently alter it. So I just look like I'm surprised yeah. for the rest. <laughs> no, I, I think it does come back to shape. Really? Yeah. Like, a, like an egg of silly putty would. Well, this is what I'm thinking. This would be a great. I would do the ride along, but I'd also want to eat some Arby's right before it. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> just, just, on, no matter where you're going or how fast you're getting there. Look, you guys have you guys have you guys have been in war. You've seen some real hairy stuff. This is gonna make you more nervous than that. Have, have, have you seen this for nine dollars? <laughs> you seen this? It's six fifty nine, and we have uh, Scott Cohen coming up in just a few minutes on Rock One Hundred Two. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, with Scott's four-step, four easy steps to an awesome lawn. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, today is the Boston Marathon, and because Steve is off and someone needs to be here to play with all the pretty buttons and knobs, I have chosen not to run in this year's race. Lord knows I was training hard. Unfortunately, sometimes you got to make sacrifices. And while I wouldn't normally run through the streets of Boston unless I was being chased, I decided to gracefully bow out. I decided that by choosing not to run, I might be giving somebody else a better chance of winning. Now, as you know, while sports gambling is perfectly legal here in the state of Massachusetts, gambling on the Boston Marathon is not. Why? Because... Oh, sure. That's a perfectly logical explanation for not allowing that sort of legal activity here in Massachusetts. I'm just not sure that anyone's buying it. Either way, if you want to drop a buck or two on your favorite masochistic nutcase running in the marathon today, I'm sure there's always a way. You just can't do it here. But if you could, let me give you some low-risk pointers on how to bet on the Boston Marathon. Top of the list, this year's winner is probably going to be from out of town. Secondly, if an American winds up winning, he's probably going to be from out of town too. And lastly, if you're going to bet on any of the other divisions in the Boston Marathon, do yourself a favor and ignore everything that I've just told you. Now look, I know the Boston Marathon has had its share of problems, but you having, to, you having lost some money on it ain't going to be one of them, at least not this year. Maybe in the future you'll be able to drop enough cash to more than double the gross national product of the winner's country of origin, but not quite yet. That's because you live in Massachusetts, and if there's one place in the world that's willing to find complicated solutions to otherwise simple problems that other people have already figured out, it's the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. But hey, like I told you, I'm hardly the one who should be giving advice out since it's now the 56th year in a row that I have been unable to participate, and only the first year in a row that I've been unable to make a perfectly legal wager on it. But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Nice lawns in Westfield. I bet more than a few of them have Alan to thank for it. Alan is the lawn care specialist at the Westfield Rockies. He knows his stuff and knows Scott's four-step. And it's on sale right now at every Rocky's Ace Hardware.
I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni filling in for Steve uh, for the rest of the week. Happy to be here. There you go. Hey, uh, on the phone with us right now, calling from our effing city, uh, the city of Boston, <laughs> getting ready to run the marathon. It's Scott Cohen. Good morning, Scotty. How are you? Uh, well, uh, two things. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. And uh, second, I, uh, let's not get carried away with the running part. <laughs> So you're, uh, but you're out there though. You're you're going to be uh, at least out there amongst them. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We were uh, so. Yeah, I was um, uh, strolling around Boston yesterday. You know, walking around the finish line down on Boylston Street, and uh, definitely we'll we'll watch the race today. But you know, the <clears throat> the main reason that I'm here is the uh, uh, my girlfriend's sister. Um, you know, mark this down in your in your scorecards. Uh, her name is uh, Hillary Corno. C O R N O. Uh, she'll be wearing uh, bib number 170, 170, so you can imagine, um, you know, she is, uh, she's running in the elite, um, with the elite runners, with the professional runners, and um, she won the master's division of the entire marathon uh, back in 2017, so wow. she's legit, and she's here, uh, she's thinking this might be her last one, so we're going to cheer her on today. I would think that my very first one would be my last one. <laughs> like I might pass out. No truer words have been spoken I, by anyone. I mean, the, if I cross the finish line once the EMTs revive me with smelling salts, I mean, maybe I cross the line, but I'm going to guess I probably don't. That yeah, you know, this is it's uh, marathons are one of those things, man. That you know, we. I mean, listen, we all we all run um, or or have at one point in our lives, but to to see what what those folks do it, it's 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 just it's unimaginable and you know the best uh, all the best runners in the in the world are are here but that you know that's part of marathon day it's all the it's all the regular folks who who we know from western mass you know griffin's friends and you know go right down the line where um you know people run it in memory of people that that they know relatives they they run for charity so that's really the that's really the big part above and beyond the professional runners. Uh, let's uh, talk uh, real briefly though about uh, the Red Sox because you know they're playing at eleven and they yep. have uh, they they're on a winning streak even though they are still in dead yeah. last place um, and they're, they they're taking on the Angels to, uh, Angels today. Tell me about uh, what you think is going on here. I mean they're now they have the potential to win their fourth in a row. Are they better than what we think, or is this just a, an anomaly? Well, you know, listen, I, I think I think offensively, I, I think they're going to be able to score. You know, they, I mean, and they've scored their fair share of runs this year. I think they've got guys who can do that. But, I mean, you know, Garrett Whitlock, who pitched just tremendously yesterday, is kind of like a microcosm of the pitching staff. The first time he went out, I mean, he absolutely got shelled, and then, Turns in a super performance yesterday, and you know, and I, I think that I think that's what we're going to see from the starters. It's going to be you know one the one start great, the next start not so much. And when you think about it, you know they took two of three from the Orioles to start the season. Then they get swept by the Pirates. Then they then they sweep Detroit. Then they get swept <laughs> by Tampa Bay. And now they're on the verge of of sweeping the Angels. So, um, 
crazy streaky team. But hey, they're playing Shohei Otani today, baby. If they can beat that guy, then that'll mean something. Uh, big stuff going on in hockey too. The uh, the Springfield Thunderbirds are uh, are in the Calder Cup uh, playoffs. Their first game is Wednesday against uh, the Hartford Wolfpack. It's a three game uh, best of series. They have a home ice advantage in this one. You know, it's like the second year in a row where the where the the Thunderbirds, you know, they they had a great finish to their to their season and put themselves in in a great spot because you know early on in the season there was a little bit of a struggle, but now they are back and have the potential to go much further than than Hartford. Yeah, and you know what's crazy about this uh, this first round series? It, it's only so it's only a best of three. Um, so you know, a least surprising headline of the day, whichever. You know, whichever team can get out of the gate uh, positively obviously has a huge edge on Wednesday night. Uh, it's good for them that, that they're playing at home, so that gives them a little bit of an advantage. They beat Hartford um, over the weekend just now, and I guess that snapped um, a long Hartford win streak. So, yeah, I mean, listen, best in a best-of-three series, anything can happen, but if they can manage to get themselves through the first round, then, uh, then all bets are off because they they really have played well this year. But got to win on Wednesday night. Uh, that's job one. You know, a, a, a day like today where you got the marathon, you got the Red Sox at at, ele- at eleven, and then at night you've got the Bruins. I, I thank God the Celtics aren't playing tonight because I I don't know how <laughs> it's physically possible to watch this right. much sports in a day and and get away with it. But the Bruins tonight, uh, you know. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I I I know that this is seems to be a of team a team of destiny, destiny but I yep. cannot imagine a situation where the Bruins don't <clears throat> you know completely plow themselves right into another championship. It's just the way they play during the regular season. It would seem to be a, the biggest collapse in NHL history if they don't. If they backsee, if they if they don't. If they don't, or at least if they if they can't get themselves through, uh, you know, through the Eastern Conference and at least play uh, play for a cup, yeah, it's it's going to be it, it'll be just a monumental um, disappointment. But listen, you start tonight; they they're taking on Florida. It's the Stanley Cup playoffs. Any hockey fan knows uh, chapter and verse what that's like. They played Florida four times this year, and they split. Um, the, the series with them, I guess. I read something this morning that Florida is the only team with multiple wins against them this year, something like that. So uh, uh, Patrice Bergeron, who uh, who is going to play tonight, but was questionable for a while. Uh, uh, their uh, their starting goal with starting goaltender, there they have two. Uh, both goaltenders were quote unquote under the weather uh, heading into uh, towards the end of the season. So. You just have you just got to keep your head down, uh, play to your capability, and let's just hope that you know nobody goes out um, and you know and blows out a knee in the first two games of the series and changes everything. But if they if they play to their capabilities, um, I'm looking for a, a, a long long run for them through through the postseason. Scotty, I know you're no uh, way they can. I, I know you're under normal circumstances. You're kind of a, a dopey goofball, but you know, are you one of these dopey goofballs that puts a lot of uh, a lot of stock in this President's Trophy curse? I mean, there has not been a present President Trophy winner to win the Stanley Cup since 2013. Yep. No, I'm not. I think that um, you know that's like this, the uh, 
<clears throat> when people actually used to buy the mag, the Sports Illustrated magazine, you know, you you get on the cover and it was the uh, they, they called it the SI Jinx. I just think I just think that it goes back to what I mentioned uh, a little while ago about of of all the trophies in professional sports. Uh, you know, I think the I think the Stanley Cup is the toughest one to win, and um, you could it's it's just as easy that a number one seed can win as it is a number eight seed. Uh, so you know that that's that to me that's the reason why very few you know, president's trophy winners uh, win the cup because it's just so hard to do. And, uh, and finally the, the Celtics, like we talked about, uh, are, they, they lead the series against Atlanta. They were smoking them in the first half. And then all of a sudden Atlanta comes back in the second half, but Boston holds to, uh, to beat them. Uh, I mean, did Boston, I mean, you know, it, to me, Boston's going to win this, going to win this series, but how far are we, are we looking with them? I mean, if they have to Maxie. face Milwaukee at the end, they may be in trouble. Oh, that's well, a homer listen, take. That's all, a homer take. No. Well, all <laughs> all the good to me, to me, all the good teams um, in in the NBA that are still playing uh, all reside in the Eastern Conference. Um, I think that I think the Sixers are as good as Philadelphia. Uh, excuse me. I think the Sixers are as good as Milwaukee. I think the Sixers are as good as the Celtics are. Uh, Joel Embiid, uh, Philadelphia's uh, you know big man, their top player. He's as good as any player in the NBA. All the good teams are in the East. So um, listen, all bets are off. But you know the Celtics have had a great year. But all the good teams are in the East. They got to win the East first. All right, Scott. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, guys, uh, Marty, hang in there. Don't take any nuts. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. Take care. <laughs> Scott Cohen with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rockets, 728 and Motley Crue with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni filling in for Steve this week on Rock 102. That Molly crew is getting out of control. I had to I had to climb down off the pole just to get back to my <laughs> my seat here in time. Uh, showers today, but uh, rain uh, steady rain this afternoon. A high of sixty two. It's about uh, fifty seven degrees uh, right now. Hey, uh, real quick, I don't normally do this, and I know that sometimes when you do this, you open the door for everybody wanting you to do it. All right. Uh, but this is a couple that has been literally uh, fans since the very beginning, and uh, want to walk uh, wish. Dave and Candy Morton, a happy 42nd anniversary. Ah. 42 years, and I met them uh, almost 28 years ago. So they were practically newlyweds when I met them. Oh, wow. Look at that. 42 years. Congratulations. Yeah, I don't know how you put up with them, uh, Candy, but uh, nevertheless, (laughs) congratulations to both of you. Um, So uh, we we mentioned uh, the the Thunderbirds with Scott Cohen. Nate Costa is going to be joining us on Wednesday, right before uh, their, their first playoff game with Hartford. So they, you know, this weekend they had, you know, a concert party, like a whole festival going on, you know, during those uh, those those final home games. Celebrate. It's and I'm going to guess that with them being in the postseason, it's going to be another sick event where oh. everybody is just going to be out and about and having fun. I'm going to guess they're going to probably sell out, right? Well, I would imagine so. I mean, uh, you know, when it comes to the playoffs, you know, tickets aren't available until like really late. Yep. So. They would want they would want you uh, you folks to really pack it if you can. So well, yeah. Otherwise, those folks from Hartford will come up here, you know, and you don't want a bunch of dejected Whaler fans, you know, that are uh, that are in your building. Yeah, you, you don't for want team. you don't want uh, a team that's hanging on to like a 
like an old memory of what might have happened. <laughs> stupid song they used to have. All the Connecticut people are upset with me right now. Nah, that's all right. That's, that's okay. That's, hey. what, that's why they stay there. You are who you are. <laughs> that's right. We got news coming up next to Rock 102. You time. Or is it me time? Whatever. Your destination needs to cover all the bases. Delicious food and cocktails you can afford. Live tunes. Kino. And the best part, that neighborly feel. Your time awaits at the Maple Leaf Pub on Arnold Street in Westfield. Hey, welcome. Welcome, neighbor. Time to upgrade your ride. Check out Leah Nissan in Enfield and avoid the large down payments and high monthly pay- payments. At Leah Nissan of Enfield, Lisa 2022 Nissan Rogue Sport SL all-wheel drive for only $469 a month with $469 down and includes all taxes and fees. And it's backed with the exclusive Leah Nissan No Charge Maintenance Plan. Stop by and say hi to General Manager Michael K and check out the all new Leah Nissan and drive away with only your first payment due at signing. Leah Nissan on Palumba Drive in Enfield, uh, 36 month lease with 10,000 miles per year. VIN number NW487468. Selling price $31,798. See details uh, with dealer. Got a lucky number? Good. Now it's time to play it in the numbers game from the Mass Lottery. Visit your lottery retailer, pick up to four numbers, and enter the midday drawing, the evening drawing, or both. Play the numbers game today. Learn more at MassLottery.com. Must be 18 rolled to play. A local bank that makes a difference with a rate that makes a difference. Now offering a 4.85 annual percentage yield 10-month CD, fully insured through FDIC and DIF, with only a $500 minimum deposit to obtain the APY. Country Bank, made to make a difference. 732 with uh, Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. Uh, Marty Caproni filling in for Steve for the remainder of the week. Uh, news is brought to you by Serview Locksmith. They got a key for that. St. James Avenue in Springfield or serviewlocksmith.com. Today is uh, Patriots Day. It's a three-day weekend for uh, some of you, uh, but not all of you. Uh, we're working. Uh, schools are off. I think banks are off. Thank God bars and liquor stores are open. Uh, it is a uh, legal holiday uh, celebrated in six states, Connecticut, Maine, Florida, North Dakota, and Wisconsin. I can tell you this. I don't know what they're doing in any of those states, but it's a whole lot less than what we're doing here in Massachusetts. At least if we're going to take a day off, we make it into something. Yeah, you know, I'm surprised Florida made that list. I'm not really surprised Florida made that list, and I'll tell you why. Why? Because most of the people in Florida are are originally from Massachusetts. That's a solid point. Yeah, so even they want their day off. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Of course, this commemorates the Battle of Lexington and Concord and Monotony. Monotony. Which I believe is the word for uh, like boring. There's monotony, and then there's also monogamy, which is is that too. Uh, But those were the first battles of the American Revolution, and of course, the uh, Boston Marathon is celebrated today. It begins at nine thirty-seven this morning. It was a very boring battle against one guy, (laughs) (laughs) but he did not give up. That was his problem. Uh, it's not final, but the developer replacing the Eastfield Mall with a new shopping center says there's a high probability he will bring in uh, a Chick-fil-A, an Old Navy, a Burlington uh, clothing store, and a PetSmart. Now, this whole project of knocking down the Eastfield Mall and uh, building up a brand new structure is going to cost somewhere between 65 and $85 million, and it's going to take about two years to complete. Am I wrong? Uh, there used to be a Burlington Coat Factory on Allen and Cooley, right? Yes. All right. The last time I was in there, it was a vast 
and largely vacant store with very little coats. Didn't look like it would be worth a quarter of $80 million no. to have that store there. No. And I, and, and listen, I, anybody who loves the Burlington Coat Factory, I am not crapping in your parade. No. Nope. But it is what it is. I right. mean, that's that's not going to bring me to the new space. I think the only thing that, uh, that you listed there <clears throat> is maybe the Chick-fil-A. Which, on behalf of everyone in Chicopee, please, uh, please go to that Chick-fil-A when it opens so that I can then drive freely through my parking lot in, uh, off Memorial Drive. Because the pressure at the Chick-fil-A, there yeah. four drive through lines, and somehow those people working it still have a chipper demeanor when you pull up. <laughs> you ever go there? They're so polite. Oh, yeah, no, they're very polite. They're like, would you like a cookie with that? It's like, you're going to upsell me at the drive through I'll take the cookie. I appreciate the effort. I think, though, that uh, if you put a Chick-fil-A in the Eastfield Mall, it's going to look like those COVID lines in the parking lot. <laughs> of everybody there. They should have put a Chick-fil-A in the old JCPenney yeah, <laughs> and saved the mall. You would have had people going in and out of there all the time. Yeah, I, I we were talking about that. I don't. Other than the pandemic, I don't know the last time I went to the Eastfield Mall for something. I wonder if they're going to keep the movie theater there. That seems to be My going. understanding is that when it goes down, it's all going, going down. There, oh, wow. There's no there's no talk of a movie theater. Oh they, wow. What they I mean what they're talking about and the thing that's that's taken the longest amount of time is trying to figure out how to relocate the remaining businesses that are in there. And there are I mean there's, there's still like 30 businesses that are still there in that mall. In that mall. Some are kiosks, some are smaller I was areas. Say 27 of them are cell phone accessory kiosks. You can just <laughs> relocate those to a tent on the parking lot i mean listen there's got to be a place where you can get a, a mug with a cat on it but yeah, yeah but uh, but you know but places like uh like uh, like uh, donovan's or yeah you know, Mykonos, they they need a place to go sure and uh I'll, I'll be damned if they if i don't if i don't approve of that well you know what uh someone has to step up and maybe combine the two and open a greek irish pub <laughs> Get yourself a nice Guinness and a Euro. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good plan. This is a recipe for being on the toilet for the afternoon. So uh, Late on Friday, the search for the East Hampton School Committee got a little, uh, superintendent got a little bit more complicated. The uh, The woman who was uh, about to, who was offered the job, Dr. Erica Faginsky-Stark, uh, announced on Friday that she has withdrawn her candidacy for the superintendent of schools. This, of course, uh, was all about uh, this was given to her after Dr. Vito Perone. His uh, offer was rescinded by two committee members after he referred to them as ladies in an email <laughs> as a microaggression. Still no word on why uh, Faginsky Stark withdrew her offer, but I think we can all see through the lines on that she one. She was like, these broads are cuckoo. I'm yeah, out. Hey. I don't want to work for these dames. <laughs> cuckoo dames. These skirts are driving me up. He's driving me out of a wall. <laughs> Uh, let's see. The Massachusetts Air National Guardsman accused of leaking highly classified documents has set his sights on uh, uh, had set his sights on joining the military at an early age, but more recently expressed disillusionment about having enlisted. Jack Teixeira, 21, charged on Friday in U.S. District Court in Boston with unauthorized removal and retention of classified and national defense information, a breach that has caused an international uproar and has exposed explicit U.S. assessments of the war in the Ukraine and other closely held secrets. A uh, magistrate judge ordered Teixeira be held until a detention hearing uh, can be uh, conducted sometime this week. Now, the thing about this story is uh, 
you think there's problems with TikToks. Yeah. This kid is a problem, and he went to the same high school I did. Oh, boy. So think about that for a minute. You know, two of the biggest disappointments that you could ever possibly know, <laughs> me and this kid. Are you just are you are you sad that he's knocked you off as the most famous person to graduate Dighton High School? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, listen, uh, I I I don't even want to say that I am the, the most famous uh, alumni. Yeah, I'm gonna go back on the. Okay, here the uh, here's the Wikipedia because uh, for Dighton, uh, most notable for, for, alumni. For Dighton, right, Rehoboth, in. Dighton Rehoboth Regional High School, the most notable, the most notable uh, <laughs> alumni are Jack Teixeira, who. You know, is already uh, in number one. Look at this kid, number one, twenty-one years old, and former Major League Baseball player Rod Coria, who I did okay. go to high school with. Oh, you did? Yeah, right. he played for the uh, for the Angels for a couple of couple of seasons. Okay, uh, swell kid, and uh, knew his family. But I'm not even on there. And uh, based upon the fact that uh, Jack Deshera has now taken the number one spot, I'm okay with not being added. You know, could somebody do us the favor of updating the Wikipedia page for Dighton Rehoboth Regional High School and please putting you on that? At the same time, I'll take notable uh, <laughs> residents of Chicopee. Uh, I'll take that. Me and Bunny, who uh, claps and waves at the cars. Uh, I would I would like to make that list. If someone's a Wikipedia editor and they could do that for us, that'd be great. Well, let's see. If uh, Chicopee, Massachusetts. I, 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 yeah, let's see who we got. Most we got, notable people in Chicopee. Uh, let, me, let me guess right off the bat. <clears throat> Edward Bellamy. Uh, I'm still trying to get the uh, Edward Bellamy. Yep. Author. Like looking back, um, yes, Edward yeah. Bellamy. There we yes. go. All right, got him on there. Victoria Principal, is she on there? I had no idea that she was. Uh, yeah, she yeah. attended the uh, lady. Went to Chickabee Comp. Uh, Not only until, did she act, she but she could knock out your fender if you if you right. had. A- <laughs> yeah, right. She didn't graduate though. She left in her junior year. All right. Well, ah, that's too that's bad. Fine. That would have I would have asked her to the prom. Back then, most of the kids at Comp left by their junior year. So. <laughs> Grade school now, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. There's a there's a couple uh, others that I, I don't I don't know. There's a couple like generals in there. I'm sure there's one or two generals, some military, a uh, couple of race car drivers, couple couple two tree race car drivers. Yeah, All right. Fred Belcher uh, ran the Indy 500 at oh, some point. Well, Belcher uh, School must be named after him. So. Uh, the Dorea brothers. First to build an automobile in the United States? They did. They built that right uh, back then. It was North Springfield before it was Chickabee, and hmm. uh, they drove that right up uh, right up Fairview Ave, I think. Yeah, I'll be damned. That's yeah, a, that's yeah. a, Look at my Chickabee trivia. I'm pretty good with this. Yeah, you really you really truly are. Uh, a uh, big story this morning that uh, got a couple of people uh, kind of confused. The United States warship has sailed through the Taiwan Strait in what the, uh, the country's Navy is describing as a routine transit just days after China ended its latest war games around the island. Uh, in a statement to today, earlier this morning, the U.S. Navy's 7th Fleet and the Arleigh Burke-class guided missile destroyer USS Milius sailed through the Taiwan Strait on Sunday. The warship conducted a routine Taiwan Strait transit through the waters where the high seas freedoms of navigation and overflight apply in accordance with international law. What's going on here? I, don't re- I really have no idea. But apparently... Uh, we maybe should not have been there. Uh-oh. So now what's, uh, we, is this the start <clears throat> of a... Well, see, we're saying that, uh, y- you know, we could have, uh, you know, we had the right to go through free and open Indo-Pacific waters. Sure. And uh, Taiwan is saying, no, that isn't, uh, that's the, that's not uh, the way it is. 
Or is it Taiwan saying or China? China, uh, China saying it. I was saying because Taiwan's all their team America. Yeah, China, China uh, claims Taiwan is, is as its territory has vowed to bring the island under control one day and also claims the entire Taiwan Strait as its ter- territorial waters. You know, the, this whole thing started because uh, there was a 99-year lease, basically, for uh, Taiwan to the British. Yeah. And then that expired, whatever it was, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago. Why, why didn't we just renew the lease? You know what I mean? Why didn't we just, why didn't Taiwan just renew the lease, save all this trouble? This is a hot spot. This were, is, were they afraid of getting the security deposit back? I mean, maybe. <laughs> Listen, we paid first, last, and security deposit. This is way more than a couple, you know, Tokyo or what's that? What's that? Singapore. This is way more uh, than just some drywall and some paint work here in Singapore. We're not, we're not going to re- renew your lease. This is a, this is a hot spot, though. This is a, a lot of people would bet that if uh, World War Three ever jumped off, it would be because of this. Well, you know what? I mean, I would think that the, 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 the Chinese have enough on their plate just going through all of our individual uh, you know, internet accounts on TikTok or Instagram, oh. or trying to or trying to you know mess up our elections, than having to worry about every ship that gets in their way. See, right now they're going to knock our signal out just for saying. <laughs> <laughs> Hope not. Uh, it's going to be uh, rainy today, and not all that pretty. In fact, uh, rain all afternoon. High of sixty-two tonight. Cloudy, low of forty-five for tomorrow. Mostly cloudy, but a high of fifty-seven. And it's 57 right now. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 751 and Skinnered with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Steve is off this week. Marty Caproni is uh, is uh, sitting in. I'm uh, enjoying this immensely. Good. I'm glad you like it. Um, you got uh, more comedy shows at the Loft Comedy. We haven't even I, talked about the Loft yet. We haven't. No. Uh, Tell me about what's going on. Well, allow, allow me to shamelessly promote. Uh, we have a show Friday. It's uh, our Thursday is our 420 show. Uh, for those that uh, visit the dispensary, they know what this holiday means for them, probably as much as Patriot's Day to some other people. <laughs> um, we have a special 420 edition of the Thursday show. It'll still be uh, $20 at the door. You get your dinner and everything. Uh, I'll be on the show. A bunch of other funny friends of mine, Steve Veccarelli, um, some kids from out of town. And this one is uh, its part of YPS, the uh, Young Professional Society, if you oh, remember cool. that. They do a thing called the Third Thursday. So they're having their Third Thursday before our show. And uh, and then the show is going to be sponsored by uh, Dazed uh, Cannabis Dispensary. Oh, yeah. So. And they're the ones that just uh, bought the Magic Lantern, too, right? I, I get I, is that them? Yeah, that's that's them. Well, then that goes back to the whole idea <laughs> that we were talking about earlier of if they're going to have topless dancers bringing you your marijuana, which I think which is, they wanted to do, which they wanted to do the old castaway lounge. Yeah, which I think is maybe a little bit too much stimulation for someone who's trying to figure out, you know, whether they should uh, <laughs> they should start using like tinctures or. Well, gummies just, or whatever. As I said before, to switch that music from Motley Crue to having to be on stage while Fish jams out to bouncing around the room in the 18-minute edition is not going to sit well with some of these ladies. I don't know. They're I really going to earn their dollars. Yeah, time. there's a sign outside the uh, the Magic Lantern now that says, coming soon, dazed. dazed. Oh, yeah. all right. Well, there you go. So uh, before they move into the Magic Lantern, uh, they will be... Uh, they will be uh, sponsoring our, our comedy night, which I'm excited about. You, you also know? got a, a good show this weekend, too. Uh, yeah, I've got uh, I've got some good shows. I'm up in uh, up in New Hampshire, I believe, this weekend uh, at Headliners Comedy Club up there. Um, and then next week, uh, I'm right here local with uh, Steve Nagel on April 29th. 
we're doing a show in Westfield. Our first show sold out in less than two, two days. days. And now they've added a late show. So uh, late shows are usually fun because if I know, well, Steve doesn't really drink anymore, but if I know me, uh, I might have a couple. <laughs> and so the late a show. A couple might... before the early show. Yeah, yeah. So, so the... when the late show comes around, then you're just going to let it rip. Yeah, that's one of those ones where you let it rip and you next thing you know, someone's like, you've been on stage for two hours now, Marty. you got to get off stage. <laughs> ah, sorry. I've seen you do that. <laughs> yes, yes, you have. Yes, you have. This past week, it was fun. I did a, a show in uh, Connecticut, uh, and they asked me to do a comedy auction. Really? Yeah. So okay. I, I did a comedy auction, um, and I uh, I had a lot of fun with these people. It was to benefit a recovery center. Uh, I think it was maybe Middletown Chamber of Commerce or something like that sponsored it. Oh, very cool. And, uh, yeah, we had, a, we had a good time, and uh, I couldn't believe it, but there's a lot of listeners all the way down there. Uh, I think you'd be I think you'd be surprised yeah. how not just how far it travels, but that you know people down there are actually listening to this thing. The more I do the show, the more weird things happen that people come up to me. I love it. You know what I mean? I it, it's nice to someone to recognize you or your voice or whatever. But yeah. um, it's definitely been a little weird. You know what I mean? Like I was I was just I was at View Street Tavern. And I was talking, and two ladies were like, "Excuse me, can we ask you a question? Were you on the radio?" And I was like, "How did you know that?" Like, well, we could tell by your voice. And I was like, "Oh boy, now I got to start disguising my voice when I'm out in public." Yeah. You, or make sure you don't like like spinach in your teeth or something yeah. awful like that. Yeah, right. Your fly is up. Right. Oh my, that's the thing I always have. I chronically have my fly down. I don't know why. And uh, one day I did that on stage uh, in a show in front of 300 women. And my, my fly was down, and also I had rushed to put my boxers on. And when I got off stage, uh, I came back and I said to my friend Jess, uh, who I was opening for, I said, I don't know what it was. I couldn't get any traction. And she just she was crying laughing. And as she said it, the host went up and said, hey, how many people saw Marty's fly down? And how many people saw Marty's parts sticking out? <laughs> and just as she said it, someone opened the kitchen door and I felt a cold breeze where yeah. I shouldn't feel a right. cold breeze. Meanwhile, your, yeah. your opener is going, freaking prop comic. Yeah. <laughs> This guy's the carrot top of genitalia. <laughs> it's just about 7.56 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, with Scott's four-step, four easy steps to an awesome lawn. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Man, what a day for the city of Boston. On one hand, you got the Boston Marathon, which starts in about an hour and a half. And then at 11, you got the last place Boston Red Sox looking to sweep the Angels with their fourth win in a row. And then, after all that is finally over, you got the Bruins hosting the Florida Panthers in game one of the NHL playoffs. Now, I don't know what any of you people are doing, but it's my plan to surround myself with an appropriate array of delicious snacks and then not leave the house until tomorrow morning. I don't want to be interrupted by phone calls. I don't want anyone coming to the house. I don't want anyone knocking on the door looking to sell me solar panels. I don't want anybody asking me whether I accept Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. I simply want to be left alone and allowed to watch hours of thrilling sports coverage for the remainder of the day. Would that be asking too much? Oh, sure. It's a lofty commitment, but it is my belief that a day like today should only be interrupted by intermittent bathroom breaks and to refill my drink. Other than that, I won't be responding to your emails, your text messages, your DMs, your memes, or Instagram posts. Not on a day like today, I don't. No. Today is about the marathon, socks, and the Bruins. And nothing else. 
Thank goodness the Celtics don't play again until tomorrow because I'm not sure that I am physically or psychologically equipped to cram just one more thing into my day. Not even without pulling another TV into the living room. And even that would be taking up too much time. Listen to me now. If you're expecting me to post stuff on the social media, such as interesting selfies and clever ideas about whatever the hell else is going on in the world, then you are barking up the wrong tree, sister, because I've got other plans and they don't necessarily involve you. But hey, and if I'm I yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, there's four steps to a healthy lawn. Scott's four step. Get Scott's four step at Rocky's now. It's only 100 bucks with your Ace Rewards card with no rebate nonsense, no none of that foolishness. It's time for step one now. So get yourself over to the nearest Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.07 in ACDC with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Steve is off this week and filling in is Marty Caproni. It's great to have you. Uh, it's great to be here. I, uh, I'm excited as always, and we got a long week ahead of us, I think. You know, in a good way. Actually, we've got, uh, we've got Steve Weissman from Scamicide.com tomorrow. He's, I, he's a good guest. I can't guest. wait to be part of this one. It's almost like the Consumer Reports guy the last time. It'll yeah. It'll be yeah. fun. If you, want to, uh, if you want to learn how to scam somebody, springtime scams are in the air. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, he's your guy. Also, Nate Costa from the Springfield Thunderbirds on Wednesday. And we're working on some things for Thursday and Friday, too. We'll let you know about. Excited. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to talk some comedy, hopefully, at some point, too, you know? Yeah. Um, not that we haven't talked enough, but I just told you this after we talked about it the last time. Uh, I remembered I tell people we have Michael Rapaport coming in June, so uh, that's a good that's selling. a good get. Yeah, it's a real good get. So. You got uh, Pete Corrielli is a good get for too. That's that's a that's a real good show. He's uh, he's awesome, and anyone who loves Sebastian Maniscalco, if you know that's, Sebastian, that's his guy. That's his guy. Yeah. So they have a podcast together and everything. So he's selling well too. You know. Yeah. Um, we got a bunch. We got a bunch. Marilyn Rashkab. We have a bunch coming up uh, this week. We have this week, and we have Ray Harrington. Who, if you're in New England and following New England comedy, is fantastic. So, we've got uh, we've got a lot going on. I'm excited. You know, I uh, somebody was asking me about what the hell, what the hell was it? Somebody was somebody was messaging me about stand up. Oh yeah, yeah. Asking was, you for opinions or they were kind of asking me about because like the last time you were here. You know, I don't. I don't really talk about it all that much because yeah, yeah. to me, it's like it's so far in the past. But they hadn't heard me really discuss any of that stuff, and they were asking me questions about doing it, doing it. And I'm like, uh, man, you know what? It's like it's so long ago that the idea of pre- see, I'm I I never got to the point where I was fully comfortable going up there with I, nothing. I like, think like that's BS. I, I was like, I was always over prepared, which I, I realize is like uh, the kiss of death for comedy. But, you know, but, but I went, I, you know, I, I never just went up and winged it. Yeah, well, you did kind of that night. Well, that, me and that night, that night I did because I, I literally had nothing. And but I just, you know, went up and, and let her go. But I mean, you know, I've said, someone said, well, would you do it again? I'm like, if I ever did it again, it would be far away from here oh, well, before I before I would do it. Before I would feel comfortable enough to do it over here. I mean, I'll take you with me if you want to come on one of these road road uh, gigs. I don't know how uh, man, I don't how your know. lady would feel about it, but uh, <laughs> I I almost asked you last week because I was doing that Wednesday show we do once a month in Wilbraham. That's uh-huh. in the barn in Fountain Park, and they're the awesomest people. These people tailgate <laughs> before the show yeah. in the parking lot, like it's a football game. They're yeah. tailgating, they're frying up burgers and dogs. They bring their own booze, they bring their own food into the show. 
and uh, the, it raises money for the dog park or whatever. But uh, it's right in your backyard. So I was like, I should have asked Bax if he wants to come and tell some jokes on this thing. Yeah, Mike, I can already predict the answer. The answer would be, no. I'll go and watch. Ah, come on. I probably won't go and 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 get on. Ah, you would you would have so much fun. I'm telling you. Well, what I about Chickabee? Is that is that not far enough away for you to try? <laughs> when I say far away, I mean it's they've got there has to be absolutely no chance that someone is going to know <laughs> outside who I the am. reach of the signal. Yeah, and okay. I and it may would I might might even have to go under an assumed name. Yeah, you know, I just <laughs> okay. I just I, it's 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 kind of at that point. Gallagher three, we'll call you Gallagher three. <laughs> you can smash watermelons. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, maybe, maybe. No, I'm not. I'm not going to do any prop comedy. I'm not no. going to be a guitar act. I'm not going to be doing any of those things. You should come on the 29th to the one that Steve and I are going to do, uh, and maybe we throw you up for uh, for a little bit. No, you know why I wouldn't do that? Why? Because if I eat it on stage, I will never stop hearing it from the two of you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never stop hearing about you, it. You did you you did that one time, you're like, I milked that out for ten years, I'll ride that out. I had a good set, I'll ride that out. You should you should you should you should come. Uh, I don't know, man. It's 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 too hard and if you don't do it you know how it is. If you don't do it all the time, if you don't do it enough, yeah. It's like any muscle. It it begins to kind of atrophy and it's 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 just not the same. If you were I mean, if you were in New York and you were at like a I don't know, I mean this what what's What's the what's the I mean it's like a like a whole bunch of clubs all clustered together. Yeah, the there was village, the com- yeah, like comedy, comedy uh, cellar or whatever. Comedy cellar and Greenwich Comedy Club yeah. and all of them. Yep. I mean, if I were there and you could do like a million, you know, five minute sets a week, that would be that would be different. You would think though, but you know, one of the weird things that happens in New England, we're spoiled because you you can get a lot of stage time. So you you may you may not get five sets a night, but you yeah. might be able to get two. 30 minute sets which is really more time on stage than the people get in new york and usually you're in front of a better audience so you can develop pretty that's why you see so many good stand-ups come from new england because they have a chance to do quality stage time in front of quality crowds um but you'd be surprised it's actually harder like for me now to go do a five minute spot somewhere yeah because i'm used to being up there for 45 minutes to an hour so i can work out a thought and do Five minutes, you have to have all your jokes, set a punchline, set a punchline, set a punchline to, to have a shot. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So a lot of times when I do those, it's fun because I just bomb. You know, I will say. <laughs> <laughs> Openly bomb. Right, you know, right. Uncomfortably. Right. I will say, though, like the last time I went to, um, was at the, the, the Lost Old location. Yeah, at Cabot. Yep. At Cabot. Yeah. And uh, we did that thing for uh, for Steve yep. and, and his wife. And it was it was Pat. It was yep. Sold you, out three shows. Who else was on there? Is it Pat? It was Pat, Artie, Rob, Jeremy Goff was probably hosting it. He was yeah. the house MC. Hanley awesome. was on there. Mike Hanley. Yep. Another force. Great. Yep. yep. And you know these are all guys that are relatively local. Yep. And and started off in this area, and that was just a great comedy show. Like it was, there was nobody that wasn't fantastic. Yep. It from from top to bottom. And, you know, that's one of those things that you, I think, like Mike, I, I opened for Mike for years, you know, before yeah. I started headlining on my own. We we don't get to work it together anymore, which sucks because you miss that. You know, it was like an event when we get to work together. I mean, the money sucked for me being the opener, but the hanging out after and going to get pizza till 3.30 in the morning and mm-hmm. just talking shop and everything, that's where you learned. You know, that's where you, 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 you give you tips and pointers and notes and everything. I would take Mike Hanley up against any national comic that I know. I could see that. 
and I, I would that. put him there, and he would do as well or better than any of them. He is that he's that good. Ray Harrington, who's coming this weekend, it's another one. You know, Ray and I pretty much started together. Ray was in a couple of years when we met. I was in a couple of years when we met, and Ray is absolutely fantastic. I would put him up against anyone. The only thing separating some of us and these crazy names now nationally is the social media stuff. If you want to sit there and put up clips of your crowd work yeah. and do all that stuff, which I hate. I <laughs> People are like, you should just do it and you can get famous and yeah. make a ton of money. And I'm like, yeah, but I hate working on the computer and editing the well, set. But, and it's, blah, blah, but they're blah. not, the thing is they're not wrong. Right. Because I, this is, I mean, this is something that is, that is true of, of, of comedy. It's not really a good thing, but it, but it is true that there are a lot of guys out there who are doing it. Yep. Who are not ready to really be doing it? Yeah, you know, they're, I mean, they're 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 good in the moment. They they have there's potential there. Yep, but they're not working that in the typical way that you could justify doing like an hour special on Netflix. They're, right. they're not they're not there yet. No, it takes years. People don't realize that it does take years in this to get to a place where you feel like you're good enough that you could entertain for an hour, and that people who happen to watch it would be entertained. Yeah, you know. Um, I still feel like I'm doing that work. You know what I mean? Every day that I get on stage, I still feel like I'm not ready. Even though I I look at some of these people like you're talking about, I'm like, I feel like I could hold my own against. You uh, could absolutely doing, hold your own. You know? But, you know, the thing is, I mean, there's a lot of the, the guys I'm talking about. Yeah. I want to say guys, women too, who haven't developed a singular voice yet. They're right. still very much like that guy or that woman yep. or or you know whatever or they're trying to, or they're trying to be something like something else. Yep. They're not they're not being them. You don't learn anything about them until you just something breaks and you know it happens to some and a lot of others that it doesn't. I mean I I knew guys I knew guys who were, had been doing it for like 30 40 years yeah 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 and uh <laughs> there were two there were two guys are running uh, open mics in milwaukee one one guy they've they're they've both passed on so i don't feel i don't feel any, well we're not gonna get a complaint right. so let's go ahead one guy's name was swear to god was dictate that was his name <laughs> okay and he was the most unfunny sure bitter hostile guy yeah so if anybody went on stage that was funnier than him which was everybody, he would just get beside himself Ugh. because he had been trying for so long and just never got there. Just didn't have the material, the chops, or the or the, the, the kind of personality <laughs> that you could do it. And the other guy running it was this wonderful guy who was fantastic. And he's like one of these old guys. Two people. His name was uh, Cardell Willis. Okay. And he was just, he was this old, old guy that had been around since like the 50s. Yeah. And he had played with everybody everybody and he was just like he was like the grandfather for the, the entire scene skin, right yeah absolutely and if he liked you he would purposely mispronounce your name when he introduced you <laughs> and but he would tell you like you know as soon as you were done man that was fantastic and you know here, you know he here's here's a couple of phone numbers for you for you to call yeah yeah and he did that to me a couple of times because he forgot that he did it the first time <laughs> he said no and the introduction was always the same ladies and gentlemen here's a very funny man he's been all over comedy clubs and colleges all across america <laughs> that's like the dave Chappelle story because i still remember my first time the guy 
called the stage, and now you might be witnessing the birth of a star. Please welcome David Chapel. <laughs> this is so funny. But there is something to be said for uh, if you, everyone's always like, Marty, you're going to have an open mic at Loft. And we are. We're going to probably launch one on Tuesday nights yeah. soon. Not yet. But uh, And they say to me, uh, you know, are you excited about it? And my response is no. Uh, it's the last <laughs> thing I want to do on a Tuesday night, really, because they will grind on you. Uh, and I could see where that would make people bitter. Oh, yeah. Um, but I chose early on with Cabot to try to be more like the latter gentleman that you mentioned, which yeah. is to try. I would see talent that has good or better than me, you know, Christine Blinn, Rafi Gonzalez, you know, these guys when they come on stage, Brian Plum, all these kids that when they come on stage and you knew, like I knew Rafi right away. I said to him, I said, Raf, in a year's time, you're you're going to be better than I was five years in. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you could just tell that there was talent there. So your obligation at that point is just to kind of guide them, just mentor them just enough and, and try to, put them in the right spots in front of the right people, drop their name to this club owner or that club. Yeah. And when they're funny, that's all you have to do. You don't you, you don't have to develop them. You just have to put them in the right spots where they can develop themselves. And you know, I mean it's it's like it's like anything else. I mean, so much of it is more it so much of it is about the connections with other people. Right. Then it then it is about where you are talent-wise. Right. And we didn't have that when Steve and I were here. Like I yeah. said, it, it was like you would do it would just seem like a an endless circle of open mics and there was no getting out you yeah. know what i mean and then finally one day someone threw you one name and that one name was like all right all right kid not bad why don't you come next week i mean they're they're painful but the but the importance of it for someone who's literally always doing it for the very first yep. time it's it's an essential type of like it, like there's some levels of abuse that are important. Yes, <laughs> you, <laughs> open open mics for a comic are important. You still need it too. I remember uh, being at the Comedy Cellar in uh, New York, just sitting in the crowd, just watching, and Louis dropped in with his notebook. Yeah, and he just did a half hour of his notebook. It, everything he did, just his rough ideas, were funnier than anything I've still written to this day. But. He was doing well, but there was times where he wasn't doing well, mm -hmm. and he was like, mm, "You could see him. Mm, okay, that's not a keeper. You know, you could see it going through. You need that. You 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 need to struggle to get good. It's like anything. You got to grow. You got to you got to yep. you know take it on the chin, and that'll make you better. And you can never think that. Okay, I got I killed this one night. You can never think that it's going to apply every time it happens because because you can have killer material. But you know the crowd may be different, the room may be different, you may be different. Anything could happen, and all of a sudden, you know, like if you're doing like two shows, two shows a night, you did great at the seven, but did terrible at the nine. Uh, I tell all the kids, never too high, never too low. Yep. Um, you know, I remember one of my first big, big gigs. Uh, my my buddy, uh, uh, uh Dicky, uh, if you know him, Rich, Rich Hutchinson, he put me on at uh, UMass Amherst, uh, opening for Russell Brand. So thousands of yeah. people there, everything. Great show. I got a nice write up. Donnie Morehouse gave me a nice write up in the in the uh, Mass Live, you know, mm -hmm. or Republican or whatever. And uh, I remember I was floating on a cloud and it felt too good. You know, I was raking my yard the next day yep. and my neighbor's like, Hey, what are you doing out here raking? And I was thinking to myself, Yeah, what am I doing? I'm a star, you know? And then as soon as I had that thought, I'm like, I gotta I gotta get out of here and go do a show. So I did a show in Agawam 
at the old Goodfellas bar for seven people with uh, <laughs> with with Nagel, and uh, so I went from like six thousand people to ah. seven, and uh, I totally ate it. Yep, <laughs> you yep. know, and that was good. It ju- adjusted me right back to where I needed to be. I, you know? I remember there was like there was a comic. He's, I think he's still around. I don't know. His name was Chris Barnes. Uh, I, I've heard the name. Yeah, yeah. Chris is Chris is really really good. He's from Chicago, yep. and and uh, and one of the first opening jobs I ever got was for Chris. Yeah. And it was at a restaurant in this middle of nowhere. It was a surprise comedy where they don't tell anyone there's a comedy show. Uh, well, I mean, we, hear these guys. the two of us knew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, the, I don't even know if the restaurant knew. Yeah. And it was a woman who who used to book these these kinds of shows, and, and it was it was me and him, and I opened for him, and you know I, I did okay for the six people that were paying attention. Yeah. And then he went up, and he, you know he just he just floored the room because that's what he would do. And then the two of us had had dinner. And it was that same kind of conversation. It's like, you know, dude, if you keep doing it, you're gonna be you're gonna be just fine. And I'm like, yeah, but I got radio to deal with too. Yeah. And he's like, well, <laughs> he said, no, I get that, but uh, you know, if you focus, you know, you're gonna be all right. And I'm like, yeah, you gotta wake up at three o'clock in the morning. I I, I did this uh, open mic not too long ago in uh, it was a show technically, but an open mic. It was in Hoyoke on High Street in a Colombian restaurant. And my buddy said, hey, my friend's running this thing. He's new. It would be really cool if I brought you by whatever. So I kind of snuck to the back of the room, didn't tell anyone. And they're reading the list, calling the people. And they call me. And, like, the most of the room is comics. They're like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, this is the worst. Like, now I can't even work out stuff because now I have pressure because these kids are, like, uh, looking up to me or something like that. And I just went up, like, guys, I'm not uh, Louie, all right? This is, uh, this is just me. I suck. <laughs> Five minutes into it, they were like, we agree. <laughs> you do suck. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming up to me. How did you get where you're at? Can we? Can we? Can you help us? <laughs> yeah. Uh, listen. Uh, that, that advice you gave me last week. Yeah. Uh, let me go, go. Let me go. Start hanging out in other places. No offense. Yeah. I'm like, why don't you talk to some more successful people, like Rafi and Christine and all these people <laughs> that I've watched do better? <laughs> it's 8:23 with Bex and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Springfield's classic. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.30 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102 and uh, comedian Marty Caproni. He's filling in for Steve all week long. The the great band Poison. Yeah, huh? They uh, haven't yeah. come back to Chickabee since somebody shot out their window with a BB gun outside the <laughs> rumble seat. Actually, they did. They did. We, we interviewed Brett Michaels. Did you, after At, that? After um, the shooting? Years, years afterwards. Yeah, years yeah. afterwards. And uh, the guy, I didn't want to like him. Yeah, because he's 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 too pretty, yeah. and I just want to point out, you know, like, dude, you're not faking anybody with the uh, with the bandana on the head, with yeah. the cowboy hat. We all know what's going yeah, on under there. What's going on under the hat is nothing, because you're bald, right? And he just, you know, we I chose not to do that, but yeah. like, we did the interview. Guy actually called back and said, "Hey, that was a really great interview. I would come back any other time." Of course, oh. he's never. Well, that's what we need to get. Let's get get Brett Michael back. Let me me go with my uh, Rolodex. I'll I'll call my contacts at Chickabee and find the pellet gun shooter, and uh, we'll put him together on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, why did you shoot out that window? He was double parked, so... You know, we needed we needed more space. The bus was taking up too much of it. But I thought of that. You know, I thought to myself, I'm like, you know, and I knew Billy uh, Stetson, who owns the Rumble Seat, back when we were in high school and everything. We've been friends forever. And I thought to myself, if someone told us back in like 1988 or 89, hey, Poison, this band that's the biggest band in the world right now, is someday going to play the dive bar you own up on (laughs) Springfield Street in Chicopee? (laughs) 
Like if you could go back in time, you know, everyone yeah. wants to go back and change. Like I won the lottery, or I solved, uh, I killed baby Hitler, or whatever. <laughs> you could go back in time and just tell yourself something like that. That would be impressive. Hey, someday, <laughs> these guys right now that have been number one on uh, Adam Curry's uh, top ten <laughs> VJ list or whatever, these guys are gonna play the dive bar that you. <laughs> No Not one, that no the Rumble Seat's a dive bar. The yeah, but nobody would ever believe that. No one would ever no. believe it whatsoever. <laughs> but it happened. It's a real thing that happened, proving that we live in a simulation. He's playing a 3 o'clock show in the afternoon at the Big E? <laughs> yeah. Really? Uh, <laughs> And, and 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 not even on the in the Coliseum. I mean, it'd be as nuts as if right now we were like, uh, we have the Rolling Stones playing View Street Tavern <laughs> next Sunday. <laughs> right. Somebody flattened their tires on their tour bus. <laughs> you know, they were the biggest band in the world at one time. They were huge. It's uh, eight thirty three. We have news next to Rock one hundred two. Hi, this is Dave. <laughs> it's eight thirty five. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102 and Marty Caproni. This thing is really interrupting these great conversations yeah, we're having. the show between the show is even better. Yeah, it's time for news. Hey, today is uh, Patriots Day, and the Boston Marathon is going to kick off in about an hour and two minutes from right now. Uh, Patriots Day, legal holiday of uh, special observance in six states, including Connecticut, Maine, Florida, North Dakota, and Wisconsin, commemorating the battles of Lexington and Concord, and one other I can barely pronounce. Uh, some of the first battles of the American Revolution. A lot of places are closed. A lot of places are open. Schools, you know, they're shut down. But today also happens to be the 10th anniversary of the 2013 bombing of the uh, the Boston Marathon. So there will be uh, some remembrances uh, today, and there were some uh, over the weekend, too. I told you, my boys there from the 104th uh, Fighter Wing doing yep. the flyover. Uh, wish them the best. Um, and again, it's on my bucket list. If any of them want to reach out, I would like to put my fat face in one of those jets going five G's. I don't think the face is the problem. It might just be the rest of you. (laughs) The rest of me. I'm suffocating as my belly goes up around my neck. Maybe if they, if they (laughs) drag you behind the plane and you're flopping around like a windsock, that might be different. Uh, the Springfield Thunderbirds are getting set to host the Hartford Wolfpack Wednesday night for the opening round of the Calder cup playoffs. Springfield will have home ice advantage. During this best-of-three-game series, face-off is at Wednesday night, 7.05, game two slated for Friday in Hartford. And we'll be talking to Nate Costa on Wednesday about that. They are back at the Calder Cup playoffs for the second year in a row. So good uh, good for the uh, good for the Thunderbirds. Good dude. I remember when he got hired for the job, I was uh, working for a, another station at the time, and I went to talk to him about uh, advertising and voicing some of his spots. And uh, I look at this guy, one look at him, and I was like, he's a good-looking, tall guy who looks like a hockey player who still had all his teeth then <laughs> i was like i think this guy is going to be the guy yeah he's going to be successful and, and he, he has, has been. been he's done a great he's done a tremendous job with yep. that team yep uh it's not final but the developer of the eastfield mall uh said with the new shopping center there's a high probability he's going to bring some new tenants in including chick-fil-a uh potentially an old navy a burlington coat factory and a pet smart he said, other than that, we have a dialogue, says Anton uh, Melkandiev, owner, uh, founder of Onyx Partners Limited. He said this in an interview on Friday. He said they are working with tenants and have been talking to all kinds of national tenants that they have a relationship with a list of more than 300 potential businesses. And, of course, everybody that's still in the Eastfield Mall, they're hoping to relocate. The total cost of redevelopment falls between 65 and $85 million, and it'll take about two years to complete. But, again... As I said before, they're basically going to be knocking down a mall 
so they could put in another mall. Well, and I think in, in five years from the completion date, those are going to make four really fantastic vacant buildings. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great when yeah. they put that dollar store in there and, and, and yet another Ocean State job lot across the street from the one they have. Uh, serious story here. Uh, police are seeking the uh, public's help in uh, defining a missing Springfield teenager. According to the Springfield police, 13-year-old uh, Diane Fontanez ran from her mom at 11 o'clock yesterday morning at the area of 291 near uh, St. James Avenue. Uh, officials confirmed that she is 4'9", last seen wearing a black uh, black clothing and white sneakers. If you have any information, you can call the Springfield Youth Aid Bureau at 413-787-6360 or the non-emergency line with the Springfield Police. Uh, on Friday, East Hampton found out that the person they wanted to hire to become the superintendent of schools has backed out. Dr. Erica Faginski-Stark decided that, uh, you know what, I think we're going to build a roller coaster instead than take this job. <laughs> and she has backed out. Of course, uh, their first choice was superintendent uh, candidate Dr. Vito Perone, who was in here on Friday with his attorney. Uh, but that offer was rescinded after two committee members uh, were referred to as ladies in an email that he had sent. Uh, no word yet on why uh, Faginski-Stark withdrew her offer, but I think we all kind of know what... Uh, no truth. What's going on there? No truth to the rumor that said you broads are crazy. Uh, <laughs> I'm not working. Could be. Here. <laughs> I'm not working with you chicks. Now, what if she said ladies? Would that have been considered a microaggression, or are you allowed to say ladies if you're a lady? Is it like one of those things? I don't. Uh, I don't. Well, you see, I, it's a matter of context. Is it right. a microaggression if a woman says ladies, or yeah. is it a microaggression if a man says good afternoon, gentlemen? Hello, ladies. That's maybe microaggression, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but, but you got to hear that in your head to yeah, know. When the, you read the email. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Well, no. like I said, if it goes to court, it's going to be really funny when they address the jury and they're like, mm, late, uh, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. <laughs> microaggression. Yeah. Now, allegedly, there is another member. My understanding is another member of the East Hampton School Committee. Yeah. That has uh, resigned, not because of this, because of something else. Okay. But in her resignation letter, it said, uh, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if there was anything about it, but, you know, le legitimately she had a reason to leave for, you know, Could whatever. Could have been her shot on the way out the door, maybe? Yeah, it was probably her way of saying, you know what, I'm, I have other things I have to deal yeah. with right now, and uh, dealing with this foolishness. Yeah. Is not one of them. You know, when you think about all the people that listen to the station right here, right? You know, they're, and they're from all stripes and walks of life and everything. But I just picture some guy out there just doing like an HVAC job, just yeah. you know, climbed out of a, <laughs> climbed out of a dusty uh, ventilation shaft, and he's, he, he just, I can't say ladies anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this is something that people care about. They lose their job over it. Oh my god, you know. <laughs> Could you imagine what's being said on the normal construction job? That's, I know. That's when it's going to be too much, when we start taking away the stuff that people can say on construction jobs. <laughs> when construction workers are complaining about microaggressions on the job. Everyone's using their pronouns right. They, them, right. is over there yeah, by right. the hoist, uh, hoist <laughs> hoisting up drywall. Uh, the Massachusetts Air National Guardsman accused of leaking highly classified documents uh, had set its sights on joining the military from a very early age, but once he became a member of the military, he became quite disillusioned by it. Jack DeShera, 21, charged Friday in U.S. District Court in Boston with unauthorized removal and retention of classified and national defense information, a breach that has caused an international uproar and exposed explicit U.S. assessments 
on the war in Ukraine and other closely held secrets. The magistrate judge ordered Teixeira held until uh, a detention hearing later this week. Now, the thing about this is uh, this kid is from Dighton. Yeah, your hometown. And he went to the same high school I did. And, uh, you know... And you're not even on the Wikipedia. I'm not on the Wikipedia. And this guy is. And he is. Yeah. And uh, and then, you know, I may be only the second greatest disappointment to ever come out of that high school. Well, listen, I didn't, if it's, I'm not notable. I'm not notable in uh, Chicopee uh, for the list of things. So I feel your pain. <laughs> I feel your pain. Yeah. You know, I, all uh, it takes is one of you guys out there with good Wikipedia editing skills to, to throw us in there. But I, I will say this to you. Uh, I take issue in umbrage with one thing in that article, which was uh, closely held secrets, because I don't know how closely those secrets could have been held if a 21-year-old managed to find them and they ended up posted in a Minecraft chat <laughs> on the internet. That's how they came yeah. to light, by the way. You know, uh, here we are focusing on all the dangers of TikTok. Yeah. It's Minecraft. It's that's undoing played 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 by a kid from Dighton Rehoboth Regional High School. Could you could you imagine? Well, you know, part of me when that came out and it said in Massachusetts, there was part of me that was not surprised by that. I don't know why. I just had a feeling that it was going to somehow come back to something weird around here. But they <laughs> thought it was. They thought it was. It, it could have been like. Uh, KGB, FSB, you know, mm-hmm. security operatives, all this. It was literally a, a 21 year No one's asking the question of how he had access to all that? Yeah. I, n- not yet. They're, they're going to find I mean, that out. Uh, they have to know uh, by now. They, It's not being released. That doesn't shock me, but, you know. You know, 900 students in the whole school. Sure. And this, <laughs> still is, stuck on this. And this is what they've come up with. This is the best they could do. <laughs> he was the pride of DR when uh, when he graduated, and now look at him. <laughs> now he's the one that say, oh, God, we should have re- we really should have done uh, something a little bit better with that kid. He doesn't, even this look like, he doesn't even look like he's in the military. He looks like he's in the Civil Air Patrol. He's so young looking. He's got a little baby face and the whole deal. And- it still looks like he's two years away from the National Honor Society. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he was uh, was a precocious. He was oh, precocious. he's very precocious. See, now I graduated from there. Yeah, you, know, you if, didn't if, affect world politics at all. I wouldn't even know where to begin. <laughs> I mean, if I had a bunch of secrets to share back in 1984, yeah. I wouldn't even know where to put it. That's why it's justifiable. You're not on that list. You couldn't even move the needle here in Springfield. You, Tony Ravosa. <laughs> You guys aren't even moving the needle over. Yeah. This guy's shifting global global policies. He, he's he's exposing secrets on Minecraft. <laughs> I'd be exposing secrets on Mad Libs. <laughs> it's a totally different thing. I used to love Mad Libs. Who Great. didn't love Mad oh, Libs? The best. They seem so much funnier. You know, Mad back Magazine, then. Mad Libs, and Cracked Magazine. Those are my. Every time I went to the store, my mom would let me buy those. Did you see things. last week that Al Jaffe died? The guy that did the. No. Yes. 101, 102 years old. He was. That was. That was he was the guy that did the uh, the fold uh, the the pull out the fold yeah. up yeah uh, spy versus spy and all that stuff. unbelievable oh my god well that's sad yes it is sorry to bring that what a, down what, a, what, a, what, a, what a high school he went to and if he's also on the notable <laughs> alumni list not to rub it in back <laughs> no it's okay it's all right it's gonna be showers today and steady rain later in the afternoon with a high of sixty two for tonight cloudy low of forty five and Tuesday mostly cloudy high of fifty seven it's eight forty six on Rock One. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.52 and the Black Crows of Bax and Nagel with Marty Caproni filling in for Steve all week long. Today is uh, the Boston Marathon. It's also the 10th anniversary of uh, of the bombing from 2013. 
But uh, the <laughs> you have thirty thousand people running today in uh, in rain and into a headwind. It and sounds lovely. It, everything about running, <laughs> everything about the Boston Marathon, uh, just sounds like something I'm not interested in doing. Well, and we were talking about how they've uh, they decided to not allow gambling on the Boston Marathon. So earlier when Scott was on and he was talking about his sister-in-law who's running in the elite runner class, I was very upset because I was going to put 100 on her <laughs> and just tell Scott, listen, I'm not telling you what's going to happen, but I'll see you tomorrow in the parking lot if she doesn't finish top three. Right. <laughs> I have her in a trifecta with a Kenyan. It, it would be a major disappointment if yeah. you would just like to trip over a bicycle 15 times. <laughs> I hate to see you fall and hit your head. Yeah. Uh, but uh, then I started thinking, uh, if, what if they did do that? Could we could we be eligible to be bet on? You know, like could they put us? What were the odds of uh, of us running? I realized there'd be no odds of us finishing, but it'd be a great question if we could put money on how far do you think you'd go before you couldn't go anymore? You quit. Uh, I I don't know about you. Okay. You seem to be in slightly better shape than me. I don't but, know about that. Uh, I don't know. But I think uh, the over and under uh, for me is about 15 feet before I pass out. 15? All right. Good. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, there's a part of me that wants to say I do at least a mile, you know. But then the other part of me that uh, when I walk my dog, uh, I have about three houses left from the park to my house. And my dog likes to run that sometimes. Oh, Jesus. So I run those uh, three yards, which you figure is uh, 80 feet across for a yard, maybe. Uh-huh. So what's that? Carry the three. It's about 240 feet. My over-under is on 250 feet because <laughs> I almost die every yeah. time I'm uh, running with my dog back to the park. On the on the rare occasion that I that I walk the dog. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I'm, when I say rare, <laughs> it's pretty rare. Yeah. And it ain't just me. I'm not the only one who's going to take uh, responsibility for this. Uh, our dog has almost as much physical stamina as me. So that's a good match that's for a, a dog. Per, it's a he's the perfect dog because that's if sweet. I take him for a walk, now I live on like a, a like a like a dead end street. So uh, if I take him for a walk, he'll make half the dead end street and say, "Ah, to hell with this," I'm and then done. you know, and he's done. That's He's great. done. And I'm like, good boy. <laughs> Last thing I want to do is walk all the way up to the end of the street and back up a hill. Thank you. Good boy. Yeah. See, I didn't think that through. I should have got a dog that matched my physical stature. I should have got an English bulldog with no legs. That's, that's take, Just got. take him for a drag. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, it's, it is what it is. But, you know, I just, I, I, I know people that, that run this and yeah. they, they love, I got a cousin that, that uh, yeah. that's run it before and. Uh, and uh, you know he 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 and his wife have finished. They're insane. Those yeah, people. I, I just I, I don't know how they they my, they go about doing it. I told you uh, my friends Kim and, and Michael Neal. That's the the last time I went there was to cheer them on when they were running, and uh, I watched them train for this thing. They had a coach they had to hire. They were they they run a certain amount of miles each day leading up to it, and then mm-hmm. they're like, oh, I have my long run today, but it's not that bad. It's about twenty miles. I'm like, you got to be kidding me, you know? And then they have these gel packs that they eat while they're running and all this stuff. Yeah. The hell with all that. I say just watch it on TV or go to the Red Sox game. Uh, that's my... Listen, uh, it's it's less taxing to sit in the bleachers eating Fenway Franks all day. Yeah. It's than a, it, it's than a it is nice running day. A, running 28 miles in the, in the streets of Boston. That's a nice day. You yeah. Know? That's a wonderful day. I remember, uh, <clears throat> I remember you know, when I was in high school, I ran track, and uh, 
We had a coach there, that, this guy, Hawk Connery. He was a legendary cross-country coach. He's in the Hall of Fame for cross-country. He pulled me aside one day and he goes, Kid, you got the build. I can make you into a elite cross-country runner. You probably get yourself a D1 scholarship to college. And I was like, well, that sounds amazing. Uh, what do I have to do? And he's like, first things first, we start tomorrow. I'm going to have you run about eight miles. And I went, sounds great, but I think I'm going to stay here on the sprinter team doing 100 yards at a time. <laughs> And I was a terrible sprinter, but I was like, this is more where my speed is. Yeah, that's it. Short a- short distances and it's over with. Yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly. I did the uh, the Couch to 5K app a few years ago. Oh, terrible idea. Well, I, I you know, at, at first I thought, okay, you know, the couch part, was great. I got that done. That's sure, I got sure. that mastered. That's where you that's where you stop. But then I you know, I was told cuz I don't I I can't figure out the metric system at all, but yeah. I was told that uh, that a 5k is like two and a half miles. Yeah, some sun around there. Right. And I thought, "Okay, well maybe, you know, maybe I could work my way up." Sure. to two and a half miles. What and did it's you like, make? Well, it's it was like an 8 week long process. Yeah. You know, so you you you're you're doing a combination of running and walking. That appeals to me. <clears throat> right. For for a couple of weeks and until and then the app changes uh to become far more punishing. <laughs> I mean it's like it's it was really like the downloadable version of being waterboarded. <laughs> and uh and so I, I w- was in New Hampshire and I was saying, Well, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go for a run with the app. It's gonna tell me when to walk, when to run. And I was like into week seven. Oh, so so by eight weeks I would have and then I got to the end of it, and my feet just completely blew up. That's and it. I couldn't walk, and we were we were in New Hampshire to go to Storyland. Now, I don't know if you know anything about Storyland. I do know about Storyland. Uh, I I had I I had to sit through through <laughs> all of it, you know, and uh, walking from from the polar coaster to uh, uh. The, the crazy barn just was too. Too much for me, and at that point, I said, uh, "You know what? The, Your running the, career was done. The 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 five k is never going to happen." See, I I feel like I could still probably run a five k for the right motivation. If somebody out there was, like, what would that motivation be? If someone out there was like, "I'll give you two grand to see you run two and a half miles," I would do it. Um, I would die after. I think I would probably <laughs> have heart. That's what I was thinking the whole time you were saying that app. I was like, I wonder if they've connected that app to the i. You know, the the iWatch. Yeah. I know a lot of people that iWatch has saved their lives now because it has a thing where it tells you if your heart is out of rhythm or yeah. whatever. And I feel like uh, they should link that to that to that app. And if it was, I would give it a try. For two grand, I would try to run two and a half miles. See, and if someone made the same offer to me and yeah. said two grand to run a 5K, yeah. I would turn it down. Well, that's because – because I know I still couldn't make it even for two grand. That's because you're making star Western Mass radio host money, and uh, I well, am making know, fill-in guy money and stand-up comedian money. Listen, I have had more <laughs> than my share of tax accountants say, well, where's the rest of it? <laughs> more than my... That's it? I really am very disappointed by this. It's uh, 9 o'clock with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni in Rock 102. Let's go while we're young. All right, sir. Right, it's back. I'm sorry. It'll get better. The Rock 102 Golf Club, presented by Swing Oil Beer Company. You get 11 rounds of golf to some of the best tracks in the area, like Keeney Park Golf Course, The Ledges, Wyckoff Country Club, Brattleboro Country Club, and more for only $1.99. Let's see. That's less than